Welcome to Animal Chat, an Alberta SPCA podcast, where we talk about animal welfare, animal behavior, and animal protection. I'm Dan Kobe, and thank you for listening and for being passionate about animal welfare and compassionate for the animals in our province. Today, we're discussing the enrichment for hens at Alberta's egg farms. There are more than 170 registered egg farms in our province, with about 16,000 hens per farm. Egg farmers are all either family-owned or run by Hutterite colonies, and they have standards for these farmers for both the safety of the food that they produce and to ensure that the birds are living healthy lives that allow them to exhibit their natural behaviors. I have two guests today. First, Levi Hofer from the Lethbridge area. He is an egg farmer here in Alberta. And Carly Frericks is the Farm Programs Coordinator for the Egg Farmers of Alberta. Welcome to the podcast to both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so let's start, Levi, with you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your farm, uh, which is, you say, a little bit east of Lethbridge. Yeah, the farm was uh, established in 1924, and uh, we've been egg farmers uh, ever since. So we're just about at 100 years uh, celebration of being an egg farmer. Wow, that's amazing. And, and how many uh, hens do you have at your farm? Uh, we, have, we have a capacity of 5,300 hens that we uh, house at the uh, stock size. And uh, loving it. And Carly, uh, as a farm programs coordinator for Egg Farmers of Alberta, what, uh, what is it that you do? Uh, so my position involves the delivery and process associated with some of our national on-farm programs. Um, and I think we're likely going to focus a bit on that today, um, given the, the topic. Um, so these on-farm programs include the animal care program, the on-farm food safety program, which is called Start Clean, Stay Clean. We also have a producer environmental egg program, which is um, quaintly called PEEP. And then we also have some farm safety and additional um, assessments and stuff that we do on farm. Um, other aspects of my work include um, moving forward with agriculture research, um, facilitating producer relations and services, um, assisting with presentations and meetings, and then any other related projects or assignments. So. Like uh, Levi, I'm also incredibly passionate for the work that I do. Excellent. Well, we know Albertans are far more passionate uh, and invested these days in knowing not only where their food comes from, but they want to know that the animals that are on farms are well taken care of. Uh, Levi, uh, can you tell us a bit about the birds on your farm and what an average day is like for your hens? Well, an average day for the hens are amazing. Uh, it touches my heart every morning when I walk into my barn uh, to see the birds uh, being taken care of. Uh, the technology that we have nowadays, it's unbelievable. It's giving the birds uh, top quality air every day with the food provided for them at an hourly base. Uh, water is, is most important for birds there. The water is as clean as you can possibly think about it. Uh, and plus, uh, the birds, they wake up in the morning to a sunrise and uh, like the lights would slowly taper up into the capacity, the light intensity that's recommended for that flock. So it gives the birds a feeling of, you know, it's morning, it's time to wake up. And they get up, they stretch themselves and just like us, 
it's it's amazing what you do, what what really touches me. And uh, you know, everything is there for them. They, they you know they don't have to worry about you know it's going to rain today, is it going to snow today? Uh, you know, their their humidity in the barn is is uh, is taken care of through the technology that we have nowadays. Uh, they start eating, they drink, they uh, they have nesting areas, they perch, and uh, and they, they scratch and play with the scratch on the scratching pad, and they're still taken care of even during the hot summer heat. Uh, we have cooling systems in place. Uh, if the temperature gets to a certain uh, uh, temperature uh, uh, temperature level, the the birds their heating the cooling system will kick in and keep the temperature at a at a comfy place, comfy temperature for the birds. And uh, towards the end of the day, uh, guess what? The, you know the lights will start tapering off, uh, indicating to the birds that say, you know, it's time to go to bed. Uh, they are nicely fed. They're nice. They had water all day and they're ready for production the next day. And they, they find a place to perch because they know within the next uh, hour, uh, there's going to be dark in here and we, we need a place to perch. They perch and they fall asleep. And and to me, as a farmer and an ex-farmer, that just amazes me. Now, what you're describing sounds like a free run barn. Is that correct? No, actually, it's not. It's called an enriched housing system where, okay. where birds live in uh, apartments kind of thing. And uh, in, in those apartments, they have their uh, natural behaviors. They have their nesting areas. They have their scratching pads, their purchases, their feeders. And uh, and they're, they're, they're just living there. They're, they're just happy to scratch and play and eat. And, and, uh, and they have top quality air ventilation. And this is what the bird needs is confidence. And these are, uh, are you, you've listed a number of things such as, as perches and such. And, and those are the things that uh, a, a hen, if it uh, did indeed live um, in an outdoor environment, um, able to go wherever it wanted. Those are the things that would be looking for, correct? Yeah, but you have to be really careful. Outside, outside access to uh, wild birds is the dangerous things for, for birds that in the egg production. Uh, the, the disease carriers from, from other birds is, is very, very critical. Uh, we monitor uh, fly uh, birds activity outside and, and kind of increase our biosecurity inside the barn when those wild birds uh, are uh, active like spring and summer or spring and, uh, and fall. Uh, we really have to be careful with access into the barns because those, those birds easily pick up that germ and then uh, they're, they're really sick, you know. So... It's nice that they, they have a roof over top of them that they're taking care of with their natural behaviors inside. And and, and, they, and, and, and to be honest with you, they're, they're really happy. They're very, very happy. Yeah, you, you might hear from a lot of people in the public who may not be aware of, of how a farm operates that, that they want the, the birds to be able to, to free roam, go outside, do whatever they want. But as you mentioned, that comes with significant risk for those birds. Mm -hmm. There, there are free runs out for Alberta. We do produce free run product as uh, Canada demands for free run. Uh, the consumer demands a free run product. We have it on shelf. We have uh, flocks that do have free run and organic. Uh, yeah, and those 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 flocks are, are they're, they're being nicely taken care of too, and there are challenges in those flocks. Uh, but it's possible. But on the other hand, it's more expensive too for the consumer to uh, to purchase an egg that's free run because of the not only the labor but the footprint that that those birds need. 
on a free run system is is, uh, is just about double the footprint that enriched housing system is the one that we farm here. You refer to the enriched uh, housing system. Um, I know that one of the the biggest risks to birds on a farm is actually the other birds. Does does that system help uh, limit the potential for birds uh, from pecking each other? Yeah, and that's that's a very good point, and I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, yes, absolutely, and and it, that all starts right at day one, uh, and and that's where I'm going to kind of touch on technology that we have now that we didn't have years and years ago. I remember when I was a little boy, um, it was a way different body. Uh, you know, the technology wasn't there as it is today. Uh, the system that I have, uh, we installed in 2013. It was one of the first enriched housing system in North America. And uh, yeah, it, it all starts in your pulley barn. Uh, the day one, day one chicks were you, uh, you kind of uh, raise the birds and manage the birds uh, to have a good uniformity. That means that they're all the same size. Uh, the weight, body weights are, are, are all the same body weight. And, and, you know, we follow targets, weekly targets with body weights in the pullet barn where we would uh, make sure that those body weights are just maybe 50 grams above target within that range and, and a good uniformity. And what I'm saying about uniformity is 99% uniformity. This is our target. And by doing this, uh, you got to have a vet involved. Uh, you have to have a good licensed nutrition involved. And first of most of all, a good manager and good ventilation. Like I say, with the technology nowadays, we can do it and we have done it. Now, once the bird is done in the in the pulley barn, you know, you, you now you have this flock at, at 19 weeks of age. Yeah, they're ready to lay eggs, uh, uniformed in 99%, uh, uh, you know, and, and the body weights are 30, 80 grams above target. you got a healthy, beautiful bird that's ready to put, a, put eggs on a consumer level. Now we transfer those birds into the enriched housing system that I have here. And yes, there's no bullies in that system. Why? Because the uniform is all the same. Body weights are good. And, and, and by, by having the light intensity and keeping them calm, uh, what I mean with calm is make sure that the scratch pads have food trickling onto them every hour. So they have, instead of picking on each other, they would pick on the scratch pads. Uh, kind of take their mind away from picking on each other. And, and those are the little tools that, that we can manage. And if you manage that right, you will have a very good flock that won't pick at all. Science and technology, as you mentioned, has come a long way and, and certainly makes uh, the uh, ability to care for birds uh, a lot easier than it would have been decades ago. Absolutely. It's, uh, and even now, uh, you know, in 2013, when we take our control panel and, uh, and look at it and versus the one that, that's released last year, even that has changed, you know, it, it keeps on even changing every year. It is. And what really amazes me is, is everything that, that's being done in those systems. If a farmer just doesn't buy the system and step it into his barn and put birds in, that's not the way it works. It works through uh, research, number one. Uh, any system that's that, uh, released uh, for the farmer has uh, proven research. And with research, it's it's stamped that this system works and this ventilation. And before we even install that, that ventilation, we kind of put it on a computer and fire it up at like 100% ventilation and, and watch it and see what it's doing at, at, at minus 40 
or even plus 40 and, and see how that barn performs with those birds in there. And if there's something that's not working there, what that's where we can trigger it and fix it before we even start installing the system. So, so again, it's, uh, it, it's, not, it's not just toys, kids playing with toys. It's, it's, this is all through uh, professionals, uh, research, and, and it's time to work. Excellent. Uh, we'll change gears a little bit. Um, and Carly, the egg farmers of Alberta represent egg producers in our province. Can you explain briefly what the organization does exactly? So we are a not-for-profit organization um, that was incorporated in 1968. And the purpose was to provide effective promotion, control, and regulation of marketing eggs in Alberta. So we actually have 11 employees on staff, and each of those individuals has a role within the organization. Um, some of our responsibilities include ensuring we are working within those regulations, um, enforcing supply management, marketing and communication for community engagement, finance, of course, and delivery of some of these on-farm programs to the farmers. So we are a provincial organization for egg farmers, but there's also a national organization called Egg Farmers of Canada, um, and they are responsible for managing the supply of eggs, promotion of eggs, and developing the standards for egg farmers across all 10 provinces, as well as the Northwest Territories. And as I understand it, if you have more than 300 birds and you want to sell eggs uh, in Alberta, you go through the Egg Farmers of Alberta, correct? That's correct, yeah. Um, in order to sell um, eggs and if you have more than 300 birds, you need to be a quota holder at that point. So, yeah. so how does the organization uh, ensure that hens are living their, uh, those healthy, productive lives that the consumers want to know that they're living? Yeah, so that's a great question. So as I mentioned before, we have quite a few different programs. Um, the animal care program is focused on ensuring that hens are living a happy, healthy life. Um, and this program is developed by our national organization, again, that I mentioned, Egg Farmers of Canada, or sorry, not our national organization, the national organization. Um, and it is implemented on farm using resources and tools um, that we develop here at the provincial organization. Um, the animal care program itself is based off of the codes of practice, and that's developed by the National Farm Animal Care Council. Um, the National Farm Animal Care Council is a national leader for farm animal care and welfare in Canada. And their organization is a collaborative partnership between a diverse group of stakeholders, which can include representation from research, veterinary medicine, industry, animal rights, and all those individuals come together and facilitate and coordinate a consistent approach to farm animal welfare in Canada. And so the organization does check in on all of the egg farms in Alberta, correct? That's correct. So how often does that happen and, and how does that uh, look? Yes, so the farms are checked quite regularly. We have two field staff that cover all the egg farmers in the entire province of Alberta. Um, they're on farm at least three times a year to provide producers with coaching and support. The National Egg um, Agency, Egg Farmers of Canada, um, also has designated provincial field auditors um, who are on farm at least once a year, um, and they're verifying the programs are being implemented as they were intended. And then finally, we also have um, to remain objective uh, producers will have a third-party auditor, um, so that individual is not involved in the program development or implementation, and they'll go out onto farm about every three years um, as well to to make sure that we're we're being consistent across all the fronts. 
So when it comes to animal welfare, what would uh, those inspectors be looking for? Uh, so they're going to be looking at a variety of things. So there's some key components to that animal care program. Um, so some of those things will include general management, um, proper animal handling, block and hen care, um, as well as looking at some of the different housing systems um, and requirements that come along with those based off of research. Now, obviously, the intention is to ensure that uh, a farmer is in compliance. And if, if they're in the quota system, they would have been certainly um, at, from the very beginning. What happens if they fall out of compliance? What, what steps do you take? Yeah, um, so I guess I'll, I'll backtrack a bit and kind of explain um, how it works. So the different components of the animal care program are weighed. Um, those elements of higher concern, such as having access to feed and water, are obviously weighed more heavily than those that are less crucial, like signing the date of an employee code of conduct. Um, so the producers must meet all those element requirements to score full points. If the element requirements are not met, uh, the producer is issued a corrective action request, and they are given a certain time frame to correct their mistake. Um, if the producer is not correcting their mistake, they can actually jeopardize losing their license. Um, additionally, if producers are not meeting the expectations of the program, um, they can be removed from the egg quality assurance program. And so what that program is, is it's an industry-wide initiative that certifies Canadian eggs are produced according to uh, the food safety and animal welfare standards. We here uh, at the Albert SPCA, people will contact us on a regular basis concerned that, as they would put it, industry is policing itself and, and they find a problem with that. From what uh, we see and, and uh, confirm if, if I have this right, Carly, is that that uh, policing may not be the, the best term, but for a, a producer to lose their license um, to sell eggs, that's a big deal. That's, a, that's, a, that's the big stick, if you will. That's right. Like that's a, that's a loss of livelihood, right? So that's, that's a huge deal for them. Um, and I'm, I'm going to guess that most uh, producers uh, don't come close to falling under compliance. No, no, we have um, really high success rates with our programs. Um, most, if not all, producers are achieving 90 plus percent. So they're, they're doing amazing. And to both of uh, you, Carly and Levi, um, you can take turns jumping in on this one. Um, animal welfare obviously very important um, for the health of the animals uh, but it would also have a, a dramatic impact on on the productivity of the of the hens while they are laying correct yeah <clears throat> absolutely <It's clears throat> uh, if you do a daily uh, record keeping of uh, feed consumption water consumption uh, barn temperatures and you, you daily record it it's like you're you're living with the birds they're, they are part of the family uh, you, you take care, you, you know, you, you monitor them and, and you make sure that they get fed and, and get their, their nutrition. And if it comes to making a feed change, what the bird needs, well, this is where you have to get the nutrition involved, the vet involved, and you would, you would make a, a ration change according to what the bird needs. Not to, you know, let's put more feed in there and just keep going, but you need to uh, make a ration change and formulate that ration according to body weight, uniformity, feed consumption, water consumption, and barn temperatures. Uh, it's all combined. It, and, and by giving the bird the correct feed, what the bird needs, 
this is where the bird comes back the next day and says, you know, I'm going to give uh, my farmer the best top quality egg for the consumer. And, and, and this is what we need. We need fresh top quality eggs. And by doing that, you need to give the bird what the bird needs. And Carly, you see that province-wide as well, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, decisions, uh, Levi, as, as you were talking, made with the best interests of the birds in mind, not the best interests of, of profit. Absolutely. Correct? The best interest of what is the best for the bird and what is the best for the consumer at the, at the consumer level, what the consumer demands. Consumer buys large eggs. They don't buy medium eggs. So that's my as a farmer is, you know, I'm going to produce with my nutritionist and my vet, I'm going to produce as much large eggs from that flock as I can for the consumer. But it's got to be, in order to do that, you need to have healthy hands, uh, good management and, and good feed, absolutely good feed. Sounds like you're pretty passionate about this, Levi. Well, you have to be, you know, if, if you're not passionate with it, uh, you know, it, it's no success. You, you need to be passionate. And, and that's why we, we, we are doing, moving the, the way we are. We have our, all our uh, pro pro producers in Alberta, uh, we're very passionate. Personally, myself, I do a lot of um, uh, Ag Ambassador uh, meetings. I, I go to, to schools and I, uh, I give them presentations about the kids and where the egg comes from. And what we do in the barns, I show them pictures. And, and you know what, they're, they're amazing. They, and, I, and I think by educating our consumers, and the public of what what it takes uh, to feed uh, this world with eggs. Uh, it's it's so important, and and that we farmers we're not just sitting here on the fence post. We're we're out there. We're doing the best, and we're sweating. We're doing the best that we possibly can when it comes to producing eggs. Excellent. Well, it's impossible to go over all the details of the egg industry in one podcast, but there are so much information on the Egg Farmers of Alberta website. And we'll have a link to that on our website, on the show page section. Um, so go to albertaspca.org slash news slash podcast. And we also have photos and information from today's guests um, to just round out what we've talked about here today. Thank you, both Carly and Levi, for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation to join. And if you enjoyed this episode of Animal Chat, we invite you to go back to our podcast from August 20th titled Budgies Are Not Starter Pets, which explains the level of care budgies and other pairs require to live happy and healthy lives. Thank you for listening to Animal Chat, and we'll talk to you again soon.